Great job, team. Head back to base for debriefing and cocktails. episode of debriefing and cocktails i'm once again joined with the lovely vervacious and captivating sergio lugo sergio how are you my friend captivating oh okay captivating i don't think you're gonna get that from me this evening the the captivation yeah i don't think captivating is how you're gonna describe me at the end of this show well we'll let the audience decide that for us they can do that in the comments section if we have one of those. <laughs> well, we're here this week to talk about Diamonds Are Forever. The last showing, well, canonical, maybe is the right term, yep. showing of Sean Connery as James Bond. Previously to this, it was, I believe the order is On Her Majesty's Secret Service was before this one. And that had George Lazenby in it. And he was actually supposed to go on and continue being James Bond for seven-odd more films. But various circumstances came out where he ended up not doing that. So they got Sean Connery back. And paid him a hefty sum of money for 1970s, as I understand it. Well, I'm sure they they, they had to pay him a, a nice chunk to come back to a character he had left. So to give you a perception of it, him coming back, they paid him $1.25 million for him to return, which made him, I believe the highest paid actor of that year for that. So, and I'm just going to assume 1.25 mil in 1970 odd is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I think that's a nice payday. Yeah. So, to get into just a smidge of history before this, this movie had, from compared to what we got, was going to be a very different movie. And they actually, they wanted it to be a success. So, again, they got Sean Connery to come back, paid him all that money to do so. They got the original. The original. They got the director of Goldfinger to come back, Guy Hamilton. And I think they also brought back another person. I'm having trouble coming up with their name or or their position, like a production person of sorts. So they and uh, who is the singer again? I'm not catching that. But the singer for Goldfinger Mm -hmm. came back to perform Diamonds Are Forever. I'm having a hard time finding her name. That, that, I know who you're talking about. Um, Yep. But, and that that makes sense. Like, those songs are very similar. They are. It just, it just really goes to show that they initially were trying very hard to make this movie stand out, be very good, whatever Mm -hmm. have you. And the script, again, was 
quite different, as I understand it, from what it turned out to be. But here's the movie that we got. It was the Shirley one, Bassey. Shirley Bassey, thank you. Yes. Yeah. She performed Diamonds Are Forever. And, you know, just... Goldfinger! Uh, yeah. I And I like the song Diamonds Are Forever, honestly. I, I don't think it's bad. But we'll get into that. But this movie, you know, compared to You Only Live Twice, I think was the last... The yeah. last one, and I'm having a hard time thinking of what the one before that that we did now. Either way, the last two movies that we talked about were silly enough, or at least you only live twice was, where I kind of didn't care for parts of it. Yeah. And this one's definitely downright ridiculous. Yeah, it is, sir. But I'm kind of down with it. It just doesn't bother me enough, or I don't care enough, or whatever. <laughs> I really can't tell you why, but I really was okay. I was never bored for the like maybe ninety odd percent of this movie. I don't think I was ever really bored, and that's that's the important thing, right? We don't want to be bored during movies. That's true. That's true. I was bored. Oh no, I'm so sorry. Yeah, there, there, were, there, were, there were definitely some boring parts. Don't don't you worry. I'm not going to fight hard to get this at number two or anything. Oh, because, okay, yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, this this is going to go exactly where it belongs. <laughs> but we'll talk about that later, too. Well, Sergio, what did you think about this movie? I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I barely remember it. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, like... rut row. I watched it, paid very close attention to it, thought there were a lot of ridiculous parts to it. I thought that some of the humor actually, like, was legit funny. Yeah. Uh, 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 unlike most James Bond humor. Mm-hmm. So, like, at the time of watching it, I was like, okay, you know, I can get on board with this. It kind of feels like a like a, like a a man with a golden gun, like, over-the-top silly that kind of resets the standards for over-the-top silly action, you know? But it just... It, by the end of it, I didn't care. Mm-hmm. At all, man. <laughs> At all. This one was only two hours. It felt <clears throat> four hours long. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I really didn't have that feeling toward this movie. It... I mean, sure, they, it, it feels a little long in the tooth, so to speak. But, yeah, I mean, I was still okay with it. Uh, really, the only scene I can think of that just put me to sleep almost is probably, like, the end. But to be fair, that's basically all of these movies. Yep. When you When you get to that last 15, 30 minutes of the movie where they're having a shootout or having a big siege of the villain's evil lair, that type, that bit. Mm -hmm. I don't care about any of that. I think it's worthless. I, it's, it's so boring and I'm just waiting for it to get to the end where bonds on a boat banging somebody or something. <laughs> I just want to see what the end, the last scene is basically. And this whole fight scene crap is just a means to do so. Yeah. 
Um, for me, most of this movie, again, it's ridiculous, but it's not so bad. But there really are some things that are definitely ridiculous. And this this era of filmmaking is just kind of part of it, too, where I don't know if you noticed this or if, it, if you even care. They had several, like, really close zoom-ins on things. Yeah. Like uh, Mr. Went and Mr. Kid when they're on the – when Bond and Tiffany Case get on the airplane – Mm-hmm. And you see Mr. Went. No, no, Mr. Kid, I believe. The long-haired one is peeping out from the curtain in coach or some <laughs> shit. But the camera super, almost aggressively so, zooms into his face. Zooms into the part of his face that you can see through the curtain. They want you to see that man. <laughs> and it's so funny to me. Yeah, I what what was up with those two characters? Yeah, I don't know. They they just kind of fill the role of sort of like, the henchmen. They're they're the henchmen characters of the movie. Henchman yeah, assassin yeah. character. Not the main antagonist, the second secondary antagonist. Yeah, yeah. And and I guess this is like a kind of kind of a bold move. Like they were portrayed as gay, right? Oh yeah. Uh, and like like, there is they're portrayed as it right no one ever says that specifically right right uh i think the closest they get to actually saying it is uh one of them says you women yeah sure right Uh, and and even that's not perfect yeah it's just still inference it's i guess it's it's kind of bold for your cronies to be gay yeah, I, I guess so. And, and in, in in the seventies or whenever this was, eighties. Yeah, seventy one, I think. And, and it's funny that you actually even say that because that's something about these characters that maybe it got said, but I don't. I definitely don't feel like it was ever overt, or I just missed it. Maybe I'll be fair. Who did they work for? They now, I don't remember them ever saying it. And and I know you could point to say, oh, they worked for Willard Wyatt or I.E. Blofeld, but I don't remember. I don't remember that they ever said that. I, I I know I can assume it because when Bond gets put on gets on the elevator after seeing Blofeld the second time, he gets gassed and taken away by both of them. Mm-hmm. But there's never a direct shared screen time, I guess, so to speak, with them and Blofeld. Yeah. So I don't know if they work specifically with Blofeld or if they work with Blofeld's second in command guy. So it, it's just kind of weird. The, these assa- these two assassin characters just don't really ever get directly attached. It didn't feel like it, at least. Right. They just kind of, yeah. It, it's, it just exists. Yeah. 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 And the thing is, is... Uh, had I not watched what twenty James Bond movies before this one, mm-hmm. this one I, I might be be able to get on board with this one because you have your you know your 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 weird assassins. You you have the like the the, the weird moment. He, what was what was the one that I laughed so hard at at the beginning? Do you remember what was? Is it when 
they killed the dentist with the scorpion? No, no, no. There was a scene where Bond was like, it looked like he was about to die, but it wasn't. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, yeah, gee, I can't. I can't really think. I guess when he was uh, engaging Blofeld the first time in the in the mud pit area. I don't know what to even call that kind of what's the cost of that. <laughs> the, all of the mud stuff was super dumb. Yeah, it, it is kind of. It is kind of really funny. It, it's always these kind of these layers. I, I never really give it much thought, but. These areas, like I, if I recall, they're they're just in a cave, and you have all this technology in the cave, like surroundings. And I'm like, what? What are you guys doing? Why do you just not use? Do you guys just not use buildings for some of this? Why is this your layer right now? <laughs> uh, and, and like, you were so hasty with your with with your layer building that you didn't bother remove the big boiling mud pit. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure that's part of the process or something. And and speaking of that early part of this movie when they kill off allegedly kill off Blofeld, the opening of this movie is is kind of interesting for a couple of reasons, but they don't really actually do anything with it, despite what it comes off as. So the opening of the movie is Bond going after Blofeld, but he's going through different people, beat, you know, fighting them, threatening them for information. It's like, where is Blofeld? Where they're never, where they don't show Sean Connery. They just, they don't show his face anyway. Yeah. And keeps asking, where's Blofeld? And he goes to the next guy, where's Blofeld? And they just keep sending him off. And, uh, the, the more, two of the more interesting things to this scene uh, or the funny little things about it is one of the, I believe the guy was Asian, the first one or so. And he asked, where's Blofeld? And the guy's just like, Kai, Kai, Cairo. But he has that sort of bad lip syncing, like old samurai Japanese movies <laughs> yeah. where they dub English over. And yeah. Doesn't really make sense to me. I noticed that. And then when he comes up to the girl in the bikini looking for Blofeld, they seemingly speed up his dialogue when he's walking up and they show Sean Connery. He's like, my name is Bond, James Bond. And it's fast. It's a little faster than his lips are. Like they sped up his audio. Weird. And, and funny enough, I found that in the original trailer of it, it's, it's not like that. It's, it's said in a proper speed with his, with his lips. My name is Bond, James Bond. But then they speed it up in the actual movie. Or well, I don't know about speeding it up. Maybe they use a different take. Right, maybe, I don't know what else to call it. Yeah. Maybe the audio of that scene was bad, so they were trying to do a, you know, they tried to dub it over, and it just didn't work out that well. Sure, right, yeah, it, it could be whatever, whatever technical things it is that I don't understand, but it's, it comes off a little funny. The, yeah. the way he sounds and the lip syncing, if I recall too, doesn't match perfectly. And now all the all this stuff, him trying to find Blofeld, to the audience, we believe that this is meant for reconciliation for him killing uh, his wife in the last movie. That's right. But they never say that. Not once. They never talk about it. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's and, you and, as the and, audience and, member implying it. And th- like there was a reason we didn't see James Bond's face immediately. Like mm-hmm. you hear his voice, you kind of see his, you know, the back of his head or you see his shadow mm-hmm. and you know who it is. You know it's going to be Sean Connery. It, but, right, but it, you've seen the trailer. Yeah. Well, you, some people might not have seen the trailer back then, Reed. Sure, uh, sure. But it was very much a, all these people are in the audience waiting to see Sean Connery as James Bond again. And we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to delay that as long as we can in this movie. And that's it's, fair. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like a big reveal. Oh, look who's back, you know. Sure. Yeah, and and that's fine. I, I definitely get that. That makes sense to do it that way. Yeah, it's not it's not crazy. It's it's just an interesting thing to me. I off the top of my head, I don't feel like they do that too much anymore. But maybe I'm wrong and just misremembering things. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, it's just weird that they that it seems like that this is all in retribution for her death, for his wife's death, but they don't really they never talk about it, never mention her, never say that's why. And then they have Blofeld, who, funny enough, is played by a returning actor from You Only Live Twice. So two movies ago, this guy was already in a Bond movie (laughs) as just a side character. And it just comes off like I like the actor fine enough for what little I've seen him. But I don't think I like him. I agree with hearing someone else's take on it. I don't think I like him as Blofeld. He doesn't seem very menacing. No, he seems like a joke. Yeah. On top of that, I'm sorry. It's really hard to take you seriously as a menacing, formerly bald, I might I might add. And I forgot. I almost forgot that. I just remembered but it's hard to take you seriously as the head of a evil organization known as Spectre when you come when you have a scene as Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> you you've really just lost me on the intimidation factor. Yep. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I I almost feel like this was an attempt to create a situation where Blofeld is is James Bond's like ongoing like major villain you know like sure he's the, yeah. the, the, you know, the Lex Luthor mm-hmm. of, of the of the James Bond franchise and yeah you're right opening, yeah like the opening scene where the, he you know he kills the double and he's still alive and then later in the movie he kills another double and blah 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 it's like oh Jesus like yeah, and, and funny enough, I guess you could look at the the Mrs. Doubtfire character as that, or the Mrs. Doubtfire look to Blofeld. Yeah. Maybe that's a double. Yeah. Maybe that's not him. Like, it, it, clearly, Blofeld didn't die in this movie. Right, yeah. It, even, and I'm trying to remember now, actually. I, I think that's something I missed, because it's all in the, like, end battle sequence, and I don't care. <laughs> if I recall, he gets He's in his sub about to leave Bond sc- screws him out of it and puts him back on the platform and the platform explodes. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. so how's Blofeld come back? Because what that was a double. That was a double. That Rick. was the du- right. Yeah, duh. I, we just talked about it. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, yeah. That's a double. Like, that's the, like that's going to be the, the like the big thing at the end of. Uh, uh, actually, that's going to be act, act one of No Time to Die. It's going to be like, look, it's Blofeld. Wow! No, no. Is he a know. double? Is he a double? Well, <laughs> well, this is this is a whole different continuity, though. At least in those movies, so it's hard to say. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We'll see, though. You'll have to watch the those that last Spectre movie. Oh yeah. Um, Tiffany Case is a weird Bond girl where she kind of comes off as a I say this loosely but like a no nonsense kind of tough somewhat tough kind of girl uh-huh. in the first half of the movie or so and I don't mean that like she's just like soup she's she man female character take no bullshit from men kind of thing but just they definitely try and put a little toughness in her <laughs> um, I think it's hilarious in the opening scene with her in the room and she takes his glass and she just has a fingerprint machine and all this shit just in her room. <laughs> I'm not even hey, straight up complaining. Some spy shit is what that is. It's spy shit. It is some spy shit. That bitch ain't a spy though. I'm we not are even... watching a spy movie. That that's that's true. I'm not even straight, strictly complaining about it. I am saying it is ridiculous. (laughs) It seems so wild that this lady just has this this equipment in her room. Not not just anything small or compact or just a TV. No, man. She's got something that you feed paper in, feed something into, that you take a picture, a whole picture of this of his fingerprint it prints out a giant 50 inch screen for the information i mean this is the whole process yeah oh yeah but they might as well have had a, a dark room hidden in her in the room <laughs> just installed it um trying to think any any other things oh so with her being this kind of that i wanted to say about it her being this kind of tough girl it's hilarious how she goes from being this some somewhat capable tough-ish girl to being fucking good night from the man with the gold gun. <laughs> Just a total buffoon. You know, I kind of let it go with the tape situation where Bond successfully swaps the tapes out and gives it back to her <laughs> and she misreads what he says. Because he, what he, what he says isn't in some indication of, I don't know. Now it's all up to you, kid. You know, she doesn't, he doesn't say anything like that. But she ends up swapping the tapes back, so putting the real one back in, and he calls her a twit, calls her a stupid twit. Yep. Well, you know, okay, you know, okay, okay. She just missed it. She didn't trust Bond. Did it. Okay. This lady picks up a machine gun later and cartoonishly fires the gun and it rapidly pushes her back to fall off of the platform. Yep. 
Real that is dumb. so dumb. Real dumb. It's, it's, not... it's like <laughs> this uh, James Bond movie is a, is a merry melody. <laughs> I'm not even trying to suggest that I can handle a gun of that caliber. I have no idea how it feels to shoot something like that. I'm still pretty positive I'm not going to bounce backwards and fall off of what I'm standing on. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> Nor do I think it would happen with her. Jeez. Oh, man. Um, one other, so one other little hiccupy kind of thing, which we already talked about a little bit, so I won't try and go too far into it again. They have an interesting uh, sort of filming error where they film when they're getting chased by the cops in, were they in Vegas? I don't, re- I really don't remember if you get a specific answer. Is it Vegas? I can't remember. We're just going to say Vegas. When they're in Vegas, he's in the red sports car, a sporty looking car, getting chased by the cops. He and Tiffany elude them down an alley by getting on the right side tires of the car, tilting it over. Yeah. In, yeah. And that's how the scene starts. And the next time we see the car, it is tilted to the left on the left tires. So it's unfortunate that they didn't do that properly, but they did enter in a sort of band-aid, I believe you called it, where the transition between those scenes, being on the right tires, then coming back to the left, being on the left ones, they have an internal shot, an interior shot of the car, of Tiffany and Bond, and the car itself leaning to one side and then facing Tiffany and the camera, tilting the shot and the car going to Bond. So it's supposed to make it look like it was all intentional. Yeah. So. So stupid. Yeah. Very not. Um, There was one. Here, here's a fun fact, and maybe if I can come around to it in any other movie, maybe we'll do this again. Fun fact of the episode, just <laughs> in case you're a little ignorant of geography and maps like Mr. Walker is, <laughs> Baja, California is a state in Mexico named Baja, California. That's it correct. It is not... However, thank you. It is not, however, Baja, comma, California. It is not a city in the state of California. (laughs) (laughs) I had a kerfuffle moment for that where I thought the writing was kind of dumb. And. But then Mr. Lugo pointed out that, no, no, it's Baja, California. Like, I know that's what I'm saying. Like, no, no. No, it's Baja, California. That's it. It's like, I know it's Baja. No, it's Baja, California. Say it all. <laughs> it's like a pimp named Slickback. You say the whole thing. <laughs> it was it was definitely entertaining. You had to be there for it. It's <sighs> a named Slickback. Well, I, I've gone on for a minute, so I'm sorry. Please give me your thoughts mr lugo like i'm th- this movie's probably better than what i remember it 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm done with James Bond. <laughs> you know, like I'm excited to watch Spectre and I'm excited to watch No Time to Die, but I feel like I know what these movies are now. Yeah. And they're so incredibly formulaic that you, when you're when you're watching one, you, the hope that you have is, man, maybe maybe there'll be something silly here or maybe there's going to be something that's just kind of bizarre that it will stand out for, you know, 20, 30 years to come. Otherwise. It's just James Bond, mm. you know, which is inherently boring to me. I, I think you're probably right. Maybe I, I do think for yourself, it is probably you. You got it. <laughs> you understand what's going on with this with the stuff now. Yeah, yeah. Like there's some there's some moments in this movie, like uh, the 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 scene towards the end where he fights the two girls. Yeah. Uh, that are what are they like performers or something? Bambi and Thumper. And they're Bambi and Thumper, and they just beat the shit out of him. Yeah, they're they're like gymnast fighters of sorts. Yeah. They, you know, that you don't really get told specifically. Yeah, yeah, like that's really funny. Uh, but I don't know if it's supposed to be funny. You know, just, just like at the beginning of the towards the beginning of the movie, the, the moment that I had, that I was referring to earlier was when Bond suppose like almost gets cremated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And the yep. editing on that is just so good. When, you know, you think he's about to be, you know, burned alive, the, the lid just opens. Uh huh. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I almost forgot that that's how it, that scene plays out. When, when it's happening, I definitely remember that, like, well, he doesn't, I know nothing happens to him, and he just gets out. But then I didn't realize the gangsters or whoever let him out. I was kind of thinking he was going to be sent to like MI6 or some shit, some like alternate route that he didn't know about. Yeah. <coughs> There's oh. what plenty O'Toole. Oh boy. Yeah. Plenty and, O'Toole. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what was the, the, what was the joke that he made like about the, uh, the girl's father named after oh. your father? Huh? Yeah, because that yeah, that's in reference to the t- his conversation with Tiffany Case or something like where she was born, her dad wanted something like that, I believe. I thought it was a dick joke. I don't think so. But she says she says, "Hi, I'm Plenty O'Toole." And then he chuckles and says, "Oh, you're named after your father?" Oh, well, first she leads off by saying, "Hi, I'm Plenty." It's like, well, "Of course you are." And then, yeah, yeah. Plenty O'Toole. Yeah, I, I, I think that was in reference to Tiffany Case, but I, I could be wrong. So I'll I'll come back and let you know if you were right. If that's yeah. what it was, if I'm just making a mistake. But either way, it's it's definitely ridiculous anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely that uh, this whole movie's kind of like it's ridiculous but not to a point not to the same level that some of the later um roger moore movies are Mm -hmm. this one dabbles in ridiculous and it yeah and i would say it does ridiculous better than uh what was the one underwater 
that we bitch about all the time? Oh, Thunderball. Thunderball. Uh-huh. You know, it's. Yeah. I, it, it's it's one of the only ones where I, it, it seemed like Sean Connery was actually enjoying himself. <laughs> yeah, I could kind of go with that. Maybe he's having a good time. It's hard to. It's really hard to know. Yeah. I I do feel like this was the sort of beginning of the end ish. This was the beginning of them being silly. Or at least that's what this feels like to me when I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. They they just get just silly enough. It's not too bad, but it's there. But I don't know. Well, what? Because Live and Let Die is the next one after this one, which we've already yeah. seen. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like there might be something to that a little bit. Live and Let Die is a better movie, but it we'll, is a better movie. We'll get there. We've been, no, we've been there, buddy. Like <laughs> we've been there, buddy. We we've seen Live and Let Die. I know, I know, but we'll we'll get to where it ranks. Is what I'm saying. Oh, I see. I'm sorry. Yeah, I apologize. Um, trying to think if there's really anything else. A little surprising that they didn't have. Uh, much of a cue scene in the movie, even though they had that ridiculous voice box crap. The <laughs> between the and I mean box. both scenes of it. Yeah, yeah, it was it's it's all 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 silly. Mm-hmm. But like we can do that now. We can do that now, but not it it doesn't come out that way. I don't think it doesn't come out that way that we see it happen. I mean, unless no, I'm not, like now you just create a, you know, like like a like a profile for that voice with 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 what you've learned with your uh, artificial intelligence. And then you type in what you wanted to say and it just spits it out. You don't have to talk into it. Right. And that 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 can make sense if they made it that way. If even that was in this movie, that would have made more sense to me or that I wouldn't think it's so weird. But it's in this movie. It's Blofeld picks up the phone, hits a button, and then as if he's speaking that way because he has something, they installed something in his neck or in his throat. It's like, (laughs) Willard White speaking. What can I do for you, Mr. Governor? I'm like, that's not how that, what? I don't, that's dumb. That's like we we installed this, we installed this machine that makes you really good at impersonating people. Yeah, it, it's just such a weird thing, man. It's not the end of the world, but it, it definitely just kind of stood out to me. It's like this is just a little, a little diff, little, little difficult to to swallow. Where I think if it had been what you said, since he's not being seen anyway, they could just have it. He typed things out and it respond with the audio to the person on the phone. Yeah. Rather than it come out of him. But um, like in 1980 or whatever, like I'm sure that seemed like movie fucking magic. Yeah. Look, he's, he's talking in that Southern voice. Wow. How'd they do that? <laughs> no, that that's fair. I mean, I, I get it. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is like that. I'm trying to think if there was really 
anything else that stood out to being silly or or just different the okay this this will probably be my last little thing because anything else is kind of oh actually i do want to say this so too one the tip uh plenty of tool being killed in the pool like that oh yeah that was rough it really kind of was like for what the rest of this movie is it's like damn yeah that poor lady she got just fucking smoked (laughs) harshly not shot in the head not shot in the chest not poisoned no she got tied to an anchor and put in a pool to drown oh my goodness yeah yeah is is yeah, said real rough yeah. uh and i don't even think she had the benefit of having had sex with james bond prior to that no no she did not funny enough with that so some uh, a deleted scene for this that adds a little context to it because i think they try and cover it up in the dialogue Because otherwise it comes out of nowhere. Like, you could remove that and remove the little dialogue that even tries to talk about it. None of that matters. That character could have just vanished. Yeah. Um, But they, I believe the dialogue plays it off as they're trying to kill off anybody who was connected to the diamonds. Even if, even though this girl never had anything to do with anything. She was literally in the room with him and that was it. Um, But... In a deleted scene, Plenty O'Toole comes, sneaks back into Bond's room later that night. So after he's he's in bed with Tiffany Case and all, comes back, finds him that way, and gets mad about it. Figures out where she where Tiffany lives through her purse, and goes there to wait for her. What? Yeah, she's so like, plenty get, of crazy. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, you're, what are you doing, lady? Why are you trying to get your man back, so to speak? But yeah, and and so they end up killing her instead of. And, and he does actually say this: they must have thought she was you. And so they kill uh, Plenty. They kill her instead of t- thinking it was Tiffany. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, that that just kind of stands out as a, a a dark little moment in the movie that really isn't all that dark. And yeah. the the last thing I'd like to point out is the special effects that are used for the diamond satellite laser. <laughs> they just kind of turn things red and then they explode in such a large explosion looking way that it's not that it's like a fake explosion to cover the screen. Not even be in the space where it looks like it's an explosion from the actual thing. It's just Big explosion, the screen goes white or yellow, whatever have you. Yep. And, and the one scene where they have the, the missiles in a row with each other and they all just turn red and they're about to explode and a guy just comes off screen, onto the screen from the side, screaming on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what? Why? What? While later... When Mr. Kidd and Mr. Went try to kill Bond and Tiffany, Mr. Kidd gets set on fire and it looks real as shit. Yeah. Like, what are you guys, what the fuck is y'all, what are you doing? You had a more realistic explosion in the last, in the older movies. Oh man, it, it was just so, 
it just felt really funny. Very, very low budget effects on this stuff. Yeah. I, um, I think we need to talk about how, how much damage, uh, Blofeld did. Because, oh, okay. Usually James Bond or, 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 you know, the protagonist of this, you know, of this style movie, they, they avert the crisis at the last minute, you know, like, Oh, cut the blue wire. And the timer's at like two and you don't see the, 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 the results of the bad guy's plan. Mm -hmm. Like, like Blofeld just fucking blew some shit up, dude. Yeah. And I honestly, but you're saying it in a positive way, right? Like you're saying like he, he kind of did something. Yeah. He actually got a job done, you know? Yeah. No, he, he did except the one of killing James Bond. (laughs) <laughs> where he had at least one moment like that oh that this does this just adds one more thing for me to say that it's infuriating at this point to me now where they gas bond to put him to sleep to put him in a fucking construction pipe right shoot him in the head <laughs> Why do you guys play tiddlywinks with this dude? Damn. <laughs> I get it. It's so the movie can happen. Stop writing this shit, though. Let him escape. I, I would rather see him ridiculously escape than the villains be ridiculously incompetent. <laughs> I really would. Uh, but how else are we going to get James Bond into a like a, a construction pipe? I don't know. The same way you got him in a fucking moon buggy? Just do it? <laughs> Just say it happens? Just fucking do it? <laughs> I, I mean, really, if you're going to if they're going to manifest manufacture a a scene where there's a moon landing set piece in this lab and he gets out of the area with a fucking moon buggy i'm sure you could just say ah las vegas was doing construction we need to bond needs to end up in that pipe somehow (laughs) Uh, and the whole pipe thing was dumb too like the, the 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 tape sequence at the end of the movie dumb like it's so full of just dumb shit, man. Man, I actually thought the pipe that when he gets out of the pipe, right, and the, and they they open the hatch and he crawls out and and everything's like, oh, I was just out walking my rat and I lost my way. <laughs> I was actually down for that. That was that was not bad. That I thought he delivered that really well. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> I uh. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's this this movie, man. It is definitely exhausting. Oh, oh I need to go to sleep now. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna move along, people. Sorry that this if this went on really long than normal. It, no, on it did. To, it, you say that every time. On to music. Diamonds, uh, Diamonds are forever is not a good song. Read. I think it's fine. It's not bad. It is not a good song. 
I mean, I mean, is this like Robin Hood isn't a criminal? No, this is not. He's it's not a good song. Period. Oh, I think it's all right. Yeah, well. No accounting for taste. Something, that, something, something. That, that's why the music section is considered my section. Oh, because you're wrong. Wow, that's a burn. <laughs> um, yeah, there's nothing exciting about this song. It, it, it's it was supposed to be very glamorous, and you know, like like big band. Oh, look at us! This is important. And it was just like, let's get this over with. Diamond's <clears throat> fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah. I I do like Shirley Bassey. Shirley Bassett? Bassey? Bassey. Bassey. Okay. I do like Shirley Bassey's singing for the song. I'm sorry. I, I, don't, I don't care whether you think I'm right or wrong there. I like her vocals. But I can definitely agree that the song's kind of silly and and whatnot and it's it's not the same it's they tried to recreate goldfinger and it's not it's just not the same yeah yeah so and 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 we didn't talk about this in the opening segment but should like should we give this movie shit for like not no, we shouldn't. It's way too old. But, but like, eighty percent of the world's diamonds are produced in South Africa, and there was no mention of like under extremely terrible conditions. What What do you mean, like the like the workforce treatment or some kind of thing like yeah, that? Yeah, like just watch Blood Diamond. I mean, that's just not what the movie's about, though. I know, I, I know. Why? But why do they have to go into all of this, like these details? I, I just have a, I don't like diamonds at all. I don't think they should be a thing. Like the the, the whole jewelry industry is is a is a ruse. Like it's it's all just let me trick trick you to give you, you know, for you to give me a shit ton of money for something that is absolutely valueless. So they, they so, are something that we put value on. We, yeah, uh, I, yeah. that's probably. I'm too, I'm too ignorant of all this kind of stuff, so I don't know. But you're probably right. It is probably one of those things, just like a currency. We just said it costs this much. It is yeah. this rare. It is this, that, the other. Yeah, like diamonds aren't rare. I mean, they probably if if people weren't out there slaving over to get them they probably are maybe because you have to go through a lot of effort to get them don't you uh, yeah yeah yes but it's not like the number of diamonds on this planet is like tiny sure they may be hard to get but it ain't rare they ain't rare right right they're not rare i maybe that's true maybe they're not rare but the the effort does mean that they should cost something and I don't yeah. mean you're saying cost zero. I know that. I'm just yeah. saying but they should probably cost more than a few dollars, like, given how much trouble it takes to get them. Take take other types of rocks. Like diamonds cost more than other types of rocks because the diamond in- industry has told us they cost more than those other types of rocks. 
Well, and when you say rocks, are you referring to other gemstones, or do you mean just yeah. like rocks, rocks? Okay. Like like gemstones. Okay. Well, well I mean, diamonds are a they're of a different material and all, right? Than than say an emerald or a sapphire. So, but they are a powerful going, tough rock. Still, if you're going to wear it like, if you're going to wear it as jewelry, uh, uh-huh. then. It doesn't matter that it's that it's a stronger rock or that it's made different from a ruby. Like you're literally sh- hanging it on your person because it's pretty. Yeah, I, I mean, you're not using it for anything actually useful. Like an argument could be, could be made that all of these diamonds in this in in this jewelry around the world is hurting the potential we may find in the diamond. Oh, that that instead of using it as a accent for for appearance sake and and status symbolism, it could actually cure cancer. Or yeah, it could have more practical uses. That's maybe true. Like you could really. Hmm? It's like vibranium. Maybe yeah. Like if maybe you could actually was, yeah. Yeah, if, if 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 it was just a like a frisbee manufacturing company. Maybe so. Maybe you could have diamonds in your in your phone's camera as the little yeah. as the enclosure. Yeah. Right? That way your camera never gets fucked up. Maybe. Maybe. Or I don't know. I've, I've gotten I've gotten way off topic. It, it just when I saw that this movie was actually about diamonds, I was like, oh, fuck, this isn't important. I, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll give that to you a little bit, too, because that was one of my things initially where uh i i I thought it was kind of dumb that really this movie is about diamonds yeah i mean okay i feel like james bond as a government agent should be doing something else yeah i i had that same thought it's like why are we sending james bond yeah, but maybe, you know, maybe it's at a at a threshold where, all right, man, somebody has legitimately smuggled like fifteen percent of the diamonds away, and if we don't stop them, this is gonna just fuck up the economy. So maybe he needs to be called in. Called in for economic strife. Maybe. Like I. By the end of the movie, they do explain, hey, it's it's important for James Bond to be here because it is like a world threat. But yeah, I don't think. Right, but that's circumstantial, the, it feels like. No, no. It, it, or or not. Begin- go ahead. Go at, ahead. At the beginning of the movie, they didn't suggest, hey, these diamonds are going to kill everybody. Yeah. They were just like, hey, someone's property is being fucked with and we want them to have their property back. That's that's it. Yeah, you're right, and, and I feel like they. What I meant to say when when I said it was a convenience or coincidence, whatever I'd said, mm-hmm. they 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 just wrote it that way. That oh no, it's a world-ending thing. Whereas if it did, which apparently that's where Bond is supposed to sit, is a world-ending domination bullshit. Yep, <laughs> which seems way above the pay grade of a secret agent to me, but maybe it's not. But fun. Either way, I accept that. 
when it was just, I don't know, man, somebody's, somebody's stealing these rocks. Um, go look into that. Like, I, do you guys not have, like, like, can you not call Johnny Dollar or some shit for this? What do you, why are you calling me? What are you doing? This feels like, <laughs> you know, is, is this affecting Britain? Are they stealing from our government? Some, I don't know. I don't know what spies do, man. It just, it definitely, I agree. It definitely felt kind of under what he should be doing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, why the fuck are we doing this? Um, but, but maybe double O's really are lap dogs. They are. You know, maybe that's the takeaway here. Like, the, like the, the argument is that all government workers everywhere are just lap dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, but back to music. Like, that's really all my notes. The song sucks. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll just move on from it then. All right. What about kills? What do you have there? Uh, I, I got three fourths of the way through this movie, and I saw someone get killed, and I was like, "Oh shit! I'm supposed to be counting those." <laughs> that's that's how disengaged from this movie I I I, I was. Um, I don't. I don't think he really kills too many people. Um, I don't think he kills too too many people until till the end, maybe. The the number here uh, puts it at seven. Yeah. Okay. That that kind of adds up because yeah. he really. I really don't think he actually kills anybody much through the movie. Like you have the scene he fights the guy in the elevator, which is all right. Kills that guy. But yeah. then the next time he maybe kills anybody is when he's in the moon buggy getting chased. Maybe he kills a guy there. <laughs> moon buggy. <laughs> and maybe he kills some guys in the on the platform. Yeah. I don't know. Seven. Total. Seven. That's it. Yeah. I, I'll never be okay with. And I just think it's I just think it's I really think it's bad writing. I think it's lazy writing. Okay. I'll say it that way. When when you ever have a character that says, stop right there or I'll shoot. Freeze. Or I'll shoot. Bond yeah. freezes. And say there's two of them. Both are holding a gun. Bond does something to one of the two men, but not the other one. The other one is capable. And the <laughs> other one just says, you know what? I'm going to run up to you with my gun. And hit you with it. <laughs> Even though it has clearly been stated, we will shoot you. But no, I, I can't. I can't remember. Like, what did Bond do? Did he like pull the other, pull one of them in front of him? Maybe. I think he did do that once. He did do that maybe on the platform. Now that you say that out loud, it still kind of stands to reason that he should still. I, I still feel like he had the opportunity to be shot, and they just don't shoot him. You just see the guy run up and hit him with the gun. The even fine, e, even that in and of itself, unless he's using someone else as a human shield, uh, maybe there's some margin of error there. But if you ever just run up to Bond and hit him with the gun, and you could have shot him, that's what I'm pointing at. <laughs> it's akin to to. Uh, Tyrion, Peter Dinklage, Game of Thrones. Yeah. To the end of the movie, what end of the movie, end of the series, last episode or two, whatever. 
Wormtail brings him out to talk to the, all the council members, and yeah. he starts talking. He says, "Don't you say another word, or I will hit. I will do something, or or at least he threatens violence of something in in his tone or something." It's like you don't speak anymore, and then the next fifteen minutes is a monologue from Tyrion, like. What happened to your threat? <laughs> Was that just for show? Which I don't believe. I think it's just lazy writing. And I'm not saying don't have Bond can't get away. Bond can't do these things. I'm saying stop pu- putting characters in positions where they have to contradict what they just did or said. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. I'm glad we, I'm glad we made it this far. <laughs> it is very, it is very lazy. All right. Finally, to the rankings. It is your turn, good sir, to tell us where we at. Oh shit! I did not even pull it up. Oh no! Do you want me to do it? Do the first round, yes. All right. I will be telling the rankings this time. Debriefing and Cocktails, James Bond movie rankings, starting from number 20. For Your Eyes Only, From Russia With Love, Dr. No, The Spy Who Loved Me, Moonraker, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Quantum of Solace, Thunderball, Die Another Day, The World Is Not Enough, Live and Let Die, The Living Daylights, Tomorrow Never Dies, License to Kill, Goldfinger, Casino Royale, You Only Live Twice, Goldeneye, The Man with the Golden Gun, and Skyfall at number one. Oh, that list is so long. So long. It's so long. It really is. Jesus. Okay. It's, It's a thick boy. (laughs) <laughs> Where are we putting this 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 mess? Uh, all right, so my pro I'm gonna just do do some of my process. I'm gonna start from the top. I'm not even starting from the top. Let me rephrase that. It's not better than Goldfinger. Not better than Live and Let Die. Right. I can't. Fi- I feel like it's better than Thunderbolt though. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, it is. All right, let's see these some of these other ones, though. Is it better than everything else under Thunderball, though? Yes. Okay. Well, I can say that with confidence. <laughs> there's, a, okay. there's, a, there's a quirk to this one that, the, uh, that many of the ones below it do not have. Hmm. Okay. And, and I'm and I'm kind of with with that. Like I said, it, it's I kind of look at the bottom, you know, looking at it now at the bottom 14. And I don't want to watch any of these movies ever again. <laughs> maybe from Russia with love, you know, maybe I could come back to that one and feel differently about it because the main gripe is it's just kind of enclosed and and a little boring to me but i don't dislike the story so to speak if i remember correctly yeah but Um, yeah definitely the rest of these i don't want to watch them again okay so are you suggest so so 
I think this falls somewhere between 10 and 13. Actually, I would say, okay, 11 and 13. I, yeah, uh, mm, yeah, yeah, I could see that, because, I mean, yeah, yeah, well, like, die another day, and the world is not enough, those aren't, I think the world is not enough, I mean, given its placement on the list as it is, I think the world is not enough is better than die another day, it's a better story. Uh-huh. Y- yeah, I, I don't think it goes above the world is not enough, the world is not enough has a better story to me. Okay. Cause, okay. Because diamonds are forever is just this nonsense about keeping the world's diamonds in check. Oh wait, this guy wants to make a space laser. <laughs> Where at least the world's not enough is this reasonably personal story. Yeah. With with M and whatnot. So there is, and there's a bit of a little bit of a twist that maybe not perfect. They try and it kind of works okay. Fun. Die another day, though. Is that story better than Diamonds Are Forever? No. <laughs> no, I, I was actually going to say like that that line between numbers eleven and twelve. I uh-huh. feel like there is a definitive quality line right there. Like that's the Mason Dixon line of this ranking right now because everything above it, it. It's kind of easy to digest, and there's 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 good stuff to be had. Below, like twelve to twenty, those are really just grating and annoying or boring. Like, mm-hmm. they're just bad. They're bad films. There's a part of me, and I think this might be an example of it, where Quantum of Solace. I can't remember now. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that podcast. Why it ended up where it did. And I kind of feel like it ended up where it did based on order. I feel like, for example, two weeks from now, if Quantum of Solace was next, I think it might be higher than where it is. You you know, that might be true. I'm uh, not saying let's retroactively fix it. I'm just making a point. No, we're not changing anything, but I don't think it's good enough to actually matter, though. You know, uh, I re- I re- we put Quantum of Solace low because I did not like it. <laughs> uh, but but I guess the point that I was getting to is it goes between the world is not enough and die another day. I would I would put it above die another day personally. That's what I just said. Yeah, so we agree. Holy shit, we did it. Um, yeah, yeah, like it's better than the the, the fucking hellhole the bottom of the list is, but it pales in comparison to everything above it. Yeah, just about. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, that's where it goes between ten, but between ten and eleven, taking the eleven spot, pushing everything down. So. So, well, so hold on. So Diamonds Are Forever is number 12 now? No. It's under The World Is Not Enough? No, that would be 12. Oh, you're saying, oh, see, okay, I'm saying I think it's better. I was saying before. Oh, wait, 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 wait. nope, nope, nope. I'm sorry. I'm reading this list wrong. Back this up. Back it up. Back it up. Okay. 
You are correct. It is number 12. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I, or, I mean, we would just had the conversation again. I was like, I don't know. No, I we, think we agreed. Lock the motherfucker in. No. <laughs> All right. It, it is, it is locked in there and not, not a moving. Excellent. Um, one thing I'd like to say about that, one very last thing I'd like to say that we didn't talk about at all, given that this is Connor's last movie that is in the canon of the Ian production stuff. Man, you know, it's not horrendous. It's not like he's just ugly in this one. But man, he aged. Well, it was, a lot. it was several years, wasn't it? I mean, maybe. Let's see when when you only live twice was. He he definitely aged. Not, it feels like noticeably between uh, you only live twice and diamonds are forever. Well, you, you'll notice that in most of the movies that he's Bond, he's very tan, which means he probably stayed in the sun a lot, which ages you faster than if you don't. Oh. Yeah, and 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 maybe that maybe what I'm about to describe is a result of what you just said. He he just looks a little bigger, a little puffier, like in his oh, face. Oh yes. Oh yeah, yeah. He's got Jones. a dad box. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, it was a four-year difference between "You Only Live Twice" uh-huh. and "Diamonds Are Forever." Yeah. And I guess I I feel like. Roger, I guess I just kind of have to see the age and stuff, and maybe it's just different people. Because I was about to say, I don't feel like Roger Moore has aged that badly between, you know, yes, eventually, yes, he does. He gets long in the tooth eventually. But it's not that noticeable between every other movie, I don't think. I don't think it's that changed. Yeah, and, and like... But that's just different people, too. Yeah, like, like as Roger Moore aged... In in the role, he he stopped looking like a spy and just started looking like a grandpa. <laughs> yeah, and, th- and that's that's with me not even having seen the last two. Right. As Sean Connery aged, it was clear he was getting older, but he still looked like a spy. Yeah, I, I could go with that. Like even looking at this picture from him in in seventy one, he just looks like a a gruff or maybe not gruff, but. Uh, grizzled vet type spy yeah he's seen some shit guy yeah yeah so i I guess i I do like sean connery much more much more than roger moore yeah i can i can go with that and and connery does age well i mean if i remember like in the 80s or 90s you know wasn't he like sexiest older man or some shit anyway oh yeah yeah yeah. or or like perceived that way from what I understand, women thought he was attractive well into his uh, his old age. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, well, we made it through another one. Yes, we did. Good, sir. Yeah. What do, what do we got? Four left? Three left. Three left? If you, well, if you, don't, if you don't count, no time to die. Right, yeah, and let's not, we won't, let's not count that one for now, I would say. So what is that? Octopussy, a view to a kill, Inspector. That is correct, sir. All right. So, so we're having a back-to-back Roger Moore here. Back-to-back Moore, dude. Mm, I'm I'm at least believing half of what we're about to watch is fun. All right. 
<laughs> and we're gonna hopefully have a special guest on A View to a Kill and Spectre. Oh, ooh. Good. So, I won't have to talk so much. Jesus. Oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, let someone else carry the vitriol. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, Octopussy is next. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to predict that it's about eight cats. Oh, no. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us once again during this fun time, this fun retrospective exploration of James Bond, Diamonds Are Forever. One more episode down of debriefing and cocktails with my good pal, Sir J.O. And if you ever get a chance, if if you hadn't had enough of him, and you just need a little bit more of that good Sir J.O. juice and those dulcet tones, go listen to Shellheads. They talk about Ninja Turtles over there. And uh, Turtle Soup, something, 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 Segway. All right, okay, I'll accept it. And and as often as you get a chance to, also check out Mr. Alden and the Dead Scene Kids. The what? What's what's uh what's uh what's uh Jarius's thing? What's he again? Who's that one? He's the unapologetic geek. Oh yeah, he and sorry for shit. Yeah, unapologetic geek, Mister Jarius, and the one and only Clarence Brown and the Discussing Network. Whoop 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 whoop. Tune in next time. Thanks so much. You're all very pretty. Have a lovely day. <laughs> Debriefing and cocktail. You are listening to Keep the Hip, Q Not, and Break Up Rock. Board for adventure. Your traveling companions are fellow fans of Doctor Who. That's right, it's the podcast Discussing Who, exploring the worlds of Doctor Who, past, present, and future. Find out more at discussingwho.com.